time to save or end your relationship. Relationships can inspire, nurture, enrich or fulfil us, or be destructive, tear us apart and grind us down. When things go wrong, and sometimes they do go wrong spectacularly, partners are often so caught up in the hurt and anger that a future together appears absolutely impossible. Having worked with so many couples now, I have a pretty clear indication of when it's time to walk away and make a new life, and when couples can deal with the challenges and find a way forward. I'm not talking about having a life full of recriminations, bitten tongues or unsaid words. I'm talking about moving forward and creating a loving, interdependent relationship where both partners are 100% committed to making things work in the long term where they want the very best for each other and themselves. It's what we all deserve, and I believe it's what we should all be striving for. On the surface, there are so many reasons why relationships fail, yet in reality, the actual issues boil down to the following. Firstly, values. Couples who have the same values in life are at a huge advantage. Our values are those unwritten rules by which we live our lives, the things we feel to be really important. Great stress is created when one of the partners begins to engage with behaviour, which is at variance with the values of the other. Fidelity and trust are common examples. When one partner betrays the trust of the other by having an affair, it triggers a huge range of emotions in the person who feels betrayed and let down. In my experience, it often feeds a crisis in self-confidence. If I was good enough, pretty enough, clever, rich enough, they wouldn't have looked elsewhere. Anger with the partner is mixed with a feeling of worthlessness. This is then combined with a great fear of what the future holds. This generates a huge level of anxiety about the uncertainty for the future and a feeling of their life being completely out of control. In my experience of working with couples, the person who's been unfaithful usually feels guilty and bad about themselves. They either get bolshy and try to justify their behaviours, at least to themselves, or they completely shut down their emotions. This emotional withdrawal is often seen as a further insult by the partner who feels abandoned and the situation begins to spiral out of control. Things are made worse as partners who have been together for any length of time know exactly which buttons to press. Trouble is that everyone in these situations is working on a short fuse. Their partner's behaviour is setting off triggers all over the place and a self-perpetuating pattern is established. In a close relationship, there are actually three relationships going on. The one that each person has with themselves and the one they have with one another. Relationships work best when both partners feel confident about themselves, where they're able to love themselves and who they are, with all of their foibles and faults. This doesn't mean indulgent love, but one where you're comfortable in your skin and where you feel good about yourself, wobbly bits and all. When one or both partners have a poor sense of self-worth and limiting beliefs about themselves, they generally look to their partner to love them unconditionally. Trouble is, their partners are often dealing with their own issues 
and can rarely provide the constant reassurance and support that the other person craves. If you've had a string of negative relationships, it's important that you look to yourself before you try to find someone else to make it right. People who love and value themselves expect to be treated well and with respect. They create appropriate boundaries, which then means they avoid being treated badly. Effective communication is incredibly important. Recognising that there are three relationships in the partnership makes it so much easier to understand that there are also three different languages within the relationship going on. The challenge is to recognise that although people use the same words, they rarely mean the same thing. We talk of love, trust, respect, passion, etc. But everyone that I've spoken to has a slightly different interpretation of what that means to them and what behaviours they need to experience in order to trust that that's happening. If you imagine that one person is speaking oranges and the other grapes, the way to success is for couples to create a shared language of fruit. To do that, each partner needs to share their understanding of the important things. If every couple had a shared understanding of their values and the behaviours that they need to experience from the other in order to feel loved or that they can trust, many relationships would be far more successful. Let me share an example. I was working with a couple who were considering divorce. Both felt very unhappy and unloved and unappreciated by the other. We were working on their values and both identified love as a high priority. I asked them what they needed to experience from the other in order to feel loved and she said I wanted him to buy me flowers. He was indignant, but I buy you flowers every Friday. No, what you do is dump a bunch of flowers in a shopping trolley and usually they're the ones on special offer. I asked her what she meant by buying flowers and her response was very interesting. I don't need them every week. I want him to go to a florist and I want him to pick out the flowers. I want them to be wrapped up, to give them to me with a kiss and to tell me that he loves me. The reality was that she needed to feel that some thought and effort had gone into the process and it wasn't just being done on automatic pilot. The same couple demonstrated other common issues. He found it difficult to express his emotions. When things got difficult, he withdrew. She felt rejected and alone. On the other hand, she often played the martyr. She wouldn't ask directly for what she wanted. She'd hope and expect her partner to be a mind reader. And when he failed to interpret the size and the look she gave him, she was then angry and felt like a victim. Understanding each other's needs and being able to articulate them calmly to truly listen to one another is vital if a long and happy relationship is to be achieved. People have habitual patterns of behaviour. When we begin to interact with another person, everything is coloured by the way we see the world. Our beliefs underpin our behaviours 95% of the time. By that I mean our behaviours are habitual we don't consciously think about our response. It's an instinctive reaction to the words we hear, the tone of voice or the behaviours we're experiencing. 
In turn, our responses, or lack of them, trigger an equally habitual response in the other. Patterns of behaviour are established and for the most part people are oblivious to the part they play in them. If you've always done what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. If you don't like the way things are going and you want things to change for the better, the best place to start, in fact the only place to start, is with yourself. You are the only person you have true control over. Trying to change other people is at best difficult and most of the time impossible. The wonderful thing is that when you change your pattern of behaviour, it has the capacity to act as the catalyst for change in other people. The next time you find yourself ready to bite back with a sharp or unkind retort to something your partner has said, which has annoyed you, stop. Think about how you respond. And rather than that sharp retort, a hug, a sorry you feel that way, or I love you, can bring about a very different response if you mean it. Forgiveness is really important, and learning to forgive yourself and others is truly a gift. Holding on to old resentments, bearing a grudge, is like taking the poison yourself and expecting someone else to suffer. Forgiveness is not about forgetting or condoning the action which has caused the problem. It's about letting go of the hurt and the anger and then enabling yourself to move forward. Not doing so keeps you chained to the past. Once you truly forgive, it gives a future with a huge hope and potential for things to be different. The willingness to forget past transgressions determines whether any relationship which has been in difficulty has the chance of a happy and loving future. Of course, it's also dependent upon lessons being learned. When someone indulges in repeated infidelity, it's time to examine not their behaviour, but why you stay. Can relationships where one partner has been unfaithful not only survive, but thrive? I believe so. Forgiving a partner who's been unfaithful is possible so long as they work to create a sense of trust 